Welcome to the Oxford NC Exchange, a podcast dedicated to providing Oxford-related media for Oxford, North Carolina. In this episode, we discuss the upcoming Oxford Holiday Charity Gala on December 2nd at the Orpheum with Everett Pendergrast, owner of the Orpheum, and Sandra and Ed Compton, co-organizers of the Holiday Charity Gala. Hi folks, uh, my name is Adam Light. I'm here with Alan Kennedy. And we're here with uh, Sandra Compton, Ed Compton, and Everett Pendergrass. And wanted to thank you guys and invite you here today because we're here talking about the Oxford Charity Gala, or Gala, as we may discover, coming up here in this podcast. And it's going to be hosted here at the Orpheum, of Ox- Orpheum at Oxford. This is the third annual Oxford Charity Gala, this the, December 2nd, Saturday, at 6.30, doors open, and the event is, is from 7 to 11. And we're going to find out a lot more about what it is, who it benefits, and what it's all about. So, Alan, you got anything you want to say first? Uh, just want to thank everybody for the opportunity to, to talk with you about the Orpheum, uh, about um, the gala. And uh, we at the Oxford NC Exchange like to begin each of our interviews with three questions. And... Uh, Probably best that, okay, if one of you answered all three questions and then, you know, let the next person answer the next three questions, um, and then the next person, who wants to go first? Uh, It's Sandra, okay. Um, Sandra, um, first question. Who are you and what brings you to Oxford? Well, um, Sandra and Ed Compton, we live right in Oxford, and we've been here since August of 2019, then COVID hit. So we had a lot of time to work on our house and just become part of the community. Um, Our favorite things to do in Oxford are really just to be around the wonderful people here. We like getting involved where we can. We like to socialize. We like to host parties at our house and just really be a part of the community. Um, The best thing that's happened to us since we've been in Oxford is just really connecting with with everyone here. Like, we've made such great friends. We never want to leave here. Ed actually quit his job um, 20 years with Harley-Davidson when it was time to move again. We decided, nope, we're staying here, and, you know, we'd find other jobs. So we both work with Century 21 right here in town, and do a bunch of other things to uh, just manage our schedules. Thank you very much. Was there anything you wanted to add to that, Ed? No, just that, um, well, yes, that we, we just simply love it here. And uh, I have no regrets for walking away from a wonderful career. Um, it just keeps me hopping these days, though, uh, between Century 21. And I, I'm also a, a broker of... Uh, used agricultural and heavy equipment so have to do things to make ends meet to to pay the bills and stay here and uh, what we just love about it I think Sandra already mentioned is the people the people of Oxford is really what kept us here it wasn't the beauty of the homes you know we've got an old historic home but that's not why we decided to stay it's the people of Oxford that we just fell in love with thank you very much your turn Everett Thank you very much. Um, Ed, it was really nice of you to say all those nice things about me. (laughs) Um, 
So who am I and what brings me to Oxford? Well, uh, my name is Everett Pendergrass. Um, my wife and I um, live in Oxford. Um, we uh, own Wilkinson Creative Company, which is the kind of in-house uh, paper, print, and design company. Uh, we also are the proprietors of the Orpheum at Oxford. Um, I moved here uh, coming into middle school. I'm originally from Orange County. Uh, we came here because of horses, actually. Um, I met my wife my senior year of high school. And fast forward 10 years later, we're now married. Uh, we have moved to downtown Oxford, and, um, and we love it here. I think it's fair to say, too, my, my wife is seventh generation in the county. So uh, her and her family have been here for a very long time. Uh, my absolute favorite thing to do in Oxford, um, we, we literally do everything in Oxford. We live here, we work here, we play here with, you know, with our friends and family. And so, um, but yes, hanging out with the people is incredible. The, uh, the food scene in Oxford is really expanding. Uh, the nightlife and social scene with um, the brewery and the Orpheum, you know, is really livening up the town. So there is a lot more to do here in Oxford than there ever has before. Um, what's the best thing that has happened to me in Oxford? Well, I met my wife in Oxford. So um, I feel like that is probably the best thing that's ever happened to me. So That's the right thing to say. Yes, yes. Um, she may or may not have paid me to say No, I'm kidding. Um, no, but um, we, we, we met here in Oxford, and um, our relationship has grown in Oxford, and then it just expanded from there. So um, our marriage, our businesses, our friends like the Comptons, um, you know, are part of, of why we love it here, and we... We ultimately, as you know, twenty-something-year-olds, decided no, we're not going to move to a big city. We're going to stay in Oxford and reinvest in Oxford and and really make this place what we what we want it to be. Great. So we're here talking about the Oxford uh, Charity Gala today. Where did the idea for the Oxford Charity Gala originate? Um, I had this great idea that I wanted to have a Downton Abbey Christmas party. And um, I was explaining my vision to, um, well, at that point it was Brittany. Yeah. But, yeah, I was expressing my 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 thought, and um, she said, oh, my goodness, that sounds so wonderful. I would really like to be a part of that. And I thought, well, if I'm going to have a partner, then I wanted to ask um, Jade as well. And so we just created this party concept to have a gala. And we kind of let the, um, the whole Downton Abbey thing fall and just make it more of a something that's more appealing to everyone instead of me just having a private party. <laughs> I used to, when we lived in Atlanta for years, I would host um, charity galas with some of my girlfriends. We would do Families First, um, adopt a family, um, buy everything for them. And so it's just, it's in my heart to do something for families and children during the Christmas time. And it's really what got it going. Um, we're talking about a charity, and what is 
the charity for this year's gala? It is the Shepherd Youth Ranch. Tell us um, more about that, please. Well, um, they are a, an equestrian center in Cradmore, and they just, I don't even know, do you know when they began? I do not. They've been around for years, um, but they work with families and children to help reconnect broken hearts with with equestrian lifestyle. Mm -hmm. um, they have um, an initiative program, um, 18 to 24 week assisted programs where they'll have the families out. They have time slots. It's all on a volunteer basis. Um, so we just felt like that was a good place um, to, to um, have this year. Yeah, and I feel like, um I feel like it's important to note that with the charity gala, uh, going back to the its origins, it's always been about helping children at Christmas. Um, so the Shepherd Youth, do I know? The first year was the Masonic Home, last yeah. year the yeah. Hope House. Yeah. This year, we change it every year. Yeah, so uh, it's always been about helping the children. Uh, so the first year we did uh, the Masonic Home for Children here in Oxford. Um, the second year we did uh, Treasures of Joy Hope House, uh, which is also here in Oxford. Yeah. And then uh, this year with Shepherd Youth Ranch, uh, we're, we're just still looking to get back into really helping the lives of younger people. To date, the uh, Shepherd Youth Ranch has helped about 7,200, over 7,200 people um, with with their special needs um, and you can imagine if you've ever been around horses um, the they have distinct personalities and uh, they all come out differently and speaking with the people that have been around horses you know it, it's one thing but then when you get children and parents of children that have never been around a horse and they have that intimidation factor going into it uh, and then learning to overcome that and, and finding a friend and bringing the, the parents and the children together uh, is just a, probably a very amazing thing to uh, witness. That's, uh, that's fascinating and, and beautiful. Um, just a quick anecdote for myself. Um, I was never a dog owner until the pandemic. <laughs> and was wondering what in the world that my wife and I got ourselves into. All I can say is that animals have a power. Yes. And are able to gift us, especially when we're hurting. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to say it is the gift of God yes. that we get through them. So um, mm -hmm. uh, oh, it sounds like a, a wonderful thing that you're supporting here with, uh, with the charity. Um, next question. Go ahead. Yeah. I, I'm just curious. What makes the Orpheum at Oxford a great location for, uh, for hosting this event? So I'm a little bit biased, but... Um, <laughs> I think that it's ties to the community obviously right away are a huge benefit for having it here. Um, we're the only venue um, in downtown Oxford that could host you know an event of this size so that's unique in itself. Um, but with the um, with the revitalization efforts that took place in 2018 here and ultimately just the services that it provides back to the community 
I feel like a marriage with the gala only makes the most sense. And we put up two Christmas trees. What's the height of one of them, Everett? Do you even know? Excuse me. So one, the, the tallest tree is uh, 15 feet. Um, and then the, uh, the second tree is actually about nine and a half feet. So it's uh, no shortage of Christmas cheer inside the Orpheum. Can you by chance say a little bit more about what the Orpheum in Oxford offers outside of the charity gala? And what do you do here in this, uh, in this neighborhood, in this community? So uh, what we do in the neighborhood. Um, so I think it's fair to say that the Orpheum is open every, uh, every week. Um, Wednesday nights are our famous karaoke nights. So every Wednesday, unless the building is uh, uh, blown down by wind, uh, it, we are open for karaoke. So Would you mind demonstrating for us? No. <laughs> Actually, the correct answer would be yes, I do mind. But uh, so that will not, not, uh, not, this is not that type of podcast, I don't think. Um, but the, uh, the Orpheum is open every Wednesday for karaoke. We sporadically sprinkle in community events such as open mic night, um, Latin night, um, comedy nights. We partner with um, the Granville Little Theater. Um, we've just come off of a production of um, Rocky Horror that was really good. So we're bringing a lot of nightlife and diversity into the community um, on a daily basis. So let's not. Okay. Thinking about the Christmas trees that are up, you have yeah. um, Coco with Santa coming oh, yeah. up as well. Yeah, I didn't know when this was going to air. So, um, but <laughs> yeah. So um, and then we do a lot of private um, uh, events. So we'll have Coco with Santa. Um, numerous Christmas parties, banquets, birthday parties, um, things like that. And you guys have also hosted a great Halloween party this past few weeks ago, and um, you're also going to be having a New Year's party, is that correct? Yes, so the details are still kind of getting ironed out for New Year's, um, but Halloween and New Year's are probably two of our largest events, um, which who doesn't love a good, like, themed party? So uh, be on the lookout on our social media for all the details on New Year's Eve. Well, there's even an opportunity for businesses that want to host uh, their business meetings here and that need more space. You know, they're bringing in guest speakers or just bringing all the company together at one time. Not necessarily for an evening party, but for a daytime meeting or a multi-day seminar or meeting yep. that's available. Okay, back to the gala. Um, I hear the word gala and my imagination goes in all sorts of different directions. Um, What's this gala like here? I mean, you know, what do people show up wearing? I would say a little bit of sparkle. Mm -hmm. um, the girls love to dress up. It is a black tie optional. Absolutely no need to go out and buy anything fancy. If you want to wear um, just uh, pants and a tie, that's perfectly fine. Um, but it is as big as you want it to be. Um, yeah. So people have permission <laughs> to kind of let themselves go and say, all right. Absolutely. You know, Lots that, that of tuxedo, if it still fits. Yes. Yeah. Put on your tuxedo. Yes. <laughs> That's the night to wear. Yeah. Yes. And I will say this, the past two years, the sharpest uh, dressed guy there is our soon to be new mayor. 
he came in sporting just looking like James Bond 007. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so you see some, some, some very cool tuxes, some neat uh, sport coats. A couple people had some really sporty sport coats. And then, of course, the women are looking dressed to the tees, you know. And I think you actually wore like a blinky tie last year. That, I did. You know, I did. Yeah, yeah. so yep. it's a little bit of everything. It's all about fun. Right. Yes, Ed only wore a blinky tie. That's no. the only thing. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. No. Come as you are, have a good time, and, and really get to know more about the charity and, and how we can be impactful. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. Um, more about the gala. Um, somebody is out there listening to this or hears about the gala, and they're yeah. like, I want to come. What do I need to do? Well... If you don't mind, can I interject something before yes, we do you do that? Well, I just want to say, of course, this is year number three. So it's been a work in progress. It's been a learning process for us as hosts of the gala. And um, so for anyone that's had any letdowns in the past for any reason, I hope you'll have uh, understanding and, and some graciousness and forgiveness in your heart uh, because truly this is Yes, opportunity to have some food. Yes, opportunity to drink and listen to some music, maybe dance and have a good time. But really, most importantly, it's about the charities. And that's really Absolutely. what we need to keep in focus here. So for the past couple of years, we've had a couple shortcomings. We had a little bit of differences in last year with some music changes that happened at the, at the last second. And, you know, we've had some selections of, of either food or wine that, you know, maybe we could have done better with. And we've learned from that. You know, we're doing, you know, we're just doing a better job learning through the School of Hard Knocks for us, too. So um, uh, it just, the, the charities deserve the attention that the gala gives them. And I, I hope everyone will just keep that in mind. Thank you. And I'll, I'll interject one yes. thing, too, because he kind of took a jab at me on my wine selection. <laughs> <laughs> there will be Cabernet at this year's gala. So just so you know, we have a great red wine selection this year, and you will not be disappointed. But, right. but like, like, like Ed said, the most important thing, and what I just said was, like, come as you are and really make an impact on the charity. Okay, I've, I've been listening or I've heard, you know, about the gala. I'm interested in coming. I know that there's going to be Cabernet, mm -hmm. and I'm very excited and motivated to come. What do I need to do? Go to the Hub and buy your tickets there. Um, included in the price of your ticket is um, beer, wine, uh, drink specials, mixed drinks um, provided by the Orpheum. Vertigree will be doing all of the heavy past hors d'oeuvres. Um, we're expecting a really good spread from them. So I think um, just grab a ticket and find your sparkle dress and, and come on down here. And if you are solo, that please don't let that stop you. We have plenty of people that are you know, don't have a significant other and have a blast. So it's a fun time for everyone. And how much is the ticket, Sandra? Ticket's $100. Okay. 
and um, definitely divided it out so that um, their portion of the ticket is going to the charity and all of the silent auction items go to the charity. Last year we had about 40 silent auction items and um, we did just over $6,000 that we were able to give to last year's mm -hmm. uh, participants. So hopefully we can do more this year. Wonderful. Uh, question about the silent auction. Um, any idea what we could bid on this year? First off, we have a raffle from Diamonds Direct. It's a 4.8 carat citrine um, pendant. Oh. It's a beautiful. We'll start the raffle tickets. Again, those raffle tickets can be found at the ORF. Uh, no, at the hub as well. And then there will be people out and about um, selling tickets. Um, we have all, you know, most of the local businesses, we have um, the Cooper House is pairing up with Verdigree for a brunch for two. We'll have uh, wine baskets, bourbon basket, possibly a Bloody Mary basket. Um, the lot of, a lot of the stores locally, We'll um, donate gift cards. We'll bundle those up for baskets. We had some time timeshare opportunities that were uh, auctioned off, or not auctioned off, but yeah, some auctioned off. And then also, let's not forget, we had a bottle of Blanton's last year, uh, bourbon, and uh, I think that was... Over $500 yeah. for a bottle of Blanton's. Yeah. So there's a little bit of everything. There's, you know, $40... Um, gift card for a hair salon. So, you know, it's just price points are um, just about everywhere. And some things even stayed local. I think we had a weekend at the Cooper, didn't we? Yes, yep. So we're, <clears throat> so we're doing that again this year. So last year we auctioned off um, a weekend, a one night stay and breakfast. So uh, the Cooper house is the local Airbnb, which is just like one block from the Orpheum. Uh, so uh, this year we'll auction off a one-night stay and a dinner for two at Verdigree at Oxford Oaks Distillery. So we're very excited about that. Terrific. Um, it sounds like there's all kinds of quality stuff to be had at the silent auction. You know, it, it's not as though somebody went into the closet and said, we've got any stuff we can give away here. No. That's right. <laughs> this, is, no. This, this is good, high-quality stuff that you can come and bid on. Yes, the Barnett Vino will do a weekend getaway. Uh, Vertigree will probably do a chef's table for two. Um, tobacco Wood participates. So we try, you know, Ace Hardware participates. We try and bring everyone in. Um, just another thought about the Diamonds Direct raffle. This year it is a 14 karat yellow gold pendant featuring 4.8 karat cushion cut citrine with um, accented by um, 0.03 carats of diamonds. It's a $1,000 value, and the raffle tickets are $20 a piece. And it's beautiful. Yep. And earlier you mentioned the entertainment from the past. What are you planning on having this year for entertainment? We are going to have Q and Bronwyn Champion. They will start um, the night off with um, live music. Mm -hmm. And then halfway through the night, we'll switch over and we'll turn up the volume a little bit and Q will DJ for us. That's right. And you mentioned uh, Vertigree is gonna be doing uh, some of the heavy hors d'oeuvres and everything. 
Are there any going to be special cocktails or anything? Or you mentioned wine earlier. Anything to of note you want to mention? Yeah. So um, I just <laughs> the wine is important. Okay. Um, uh, so the, the wine selection will be great this year. Um, we are still finalizing the cocktail menu. Okay. Um, I think it's fair to say that we want the gala to be an experience. So we're we're thinking about bringing in some experiential cocktails. Um, so I'll, I'll kind of let your imagination go uh, with that. But um, there'll be some pre-made cocktails. There'll be some cocktails that the uh, the uh, participant or the patron can be involved in helping make. Mm. Um, and who knows, there may be a little bit of smoke involved. Um, we're not sure. Um, yes. Are we so, talking legal smoke or? <laughs> yes, 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 always. yes, right. always. always, yes. Always. So, um, yes, yes. This is we, you can bring your family to this event. I think it's fair to yes, note that. Yes, very good. Um, yes, yes, yes. So the, there will be two different kinds of uh, eggnog to be had, I presume. Well, we'll scratch. We'll scratch the part about the kids. We'll say twenty-one and up. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um and. And and this is it's very great, you know. Um, everything is going to support the charity here, the, the Shepherd Youth Ranch. And um, I was wondering, if there, is there any further thoughts you guys have? You want to mention anything before we move on? But I want to settle one thing first: is it gala or gala? Gala. <laughs> it's gala. gala. <laughs> it's gala. I'm always confused about this. Um I would say it's like tomato, tomato. Right. So, uh, or six to one, half a dozen of the other. Like, you could say it either way, I guess. That's my opinion. Mm -hmm. I think we all agree. But don't let that difference result in calling the whole thing off, as the Louis Armstrong <laughs> song went. Yes. <laughs> That's, right. That's right. You can pronounce it however you want. Yes. Yeah. So where do, you, where do you guys see the future of this event going? Do you see, in, in maybe three to five years or so, well, you know, in what ways do you see it changing, morphing, or becoming something uh, bigger, better, or, or in what ways do you see the, the future for this uh, event itself, and also the Orpheum of Oxford? Okay, so um, again, my wife and I are the proprietors of the Orpheum, but um, I don't want to see the Orpheum limit this event, because obviously we're only uh, to a certain capacity. Um, so. It's my hope that in three to five years that um, we are outside of the Orpheum. You know, that this is really a an event that the entire community gets around. And, you know, who knows where it, it'll end up. But um, hopefully, 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 um, in three to five years, that's where I see it. Wow. When we first had the first um, gala was named the Orpheum, I think it was the Orpheum mm -hmm. Gala. Yep. And we changed the name to the Oxford Charity Gala so that we can move it to different locations if we want to and just have an impact on Oxford and not the Orpheum per se. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's one of the things I'll comment on that. <laughs> We've purposely um, kept from locking into a single charity we want to be able to, to um, do different charities depending on what we feel the need needs to be. It could end up being that the same charity gets used one or two or three years in a row possibly if we just as a committee feel like that need is there. But we really didn't want to get just locked in, our teeth locked in or somebody else's teeth locked into us. 
with having the same charity year after year after year. So we want to sort of spread the wealth a little bit. Yeah. One of the things I have to say about this community is I am continually, I continue to be surprised by its generosity and the interest that people take in how can I help my neighbor? Um, what can I do? Um, what ways can we think about, dream about, imagine about, and bring into a reality of simply helping and blessing one another? And uh, you know, the, the gala has been that, and it seems that um, the hope and the dream is to simply grow the thing so that more people can be blessed by it. Um, and the generosity can continue. Mm -hmm. With that being said, I would say that I would definitely love to talk to anyone that is interested in any further donations. We haven't stopped. Um, I've talked to some of the businesses today, so if anyone has anything that they'd like to discuss, uh, please reach out to me or Everett or Ed. So. Real quick, what's the easiest way to get in touch with you, Sandra? Probably just call me. Just call yeah. you? Okay. Should they just call the Orpheum? Um, they can. Yeah, yeah, you can call the Orpheum. Okay. So we'll give them that number. Um, what's the? What's the number? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. 691-3077. Okay. So the phone number for the Orpheum is 919 691 3077. You'll, uh, when you call, you'll, you'll meet our wonderful general manager, Brittany Van Alken. Um, if you have any, any specific questions in regards to anything, Orpheum or Oxford Charity Gala, if she doesn't have the answers, she can get them for you. So again, 919-691-3077. And when we're speaking of of uh, donations, we're talking about a couple of things. One could be donations for the silent auction items. Another could be a donation for something to raffle. Or you can always donate checks or cash or something of value that uh, in like trade that we could use to create funds for the, for the charity. Um, whatever, whatever works best for you. Thanks Thank for bringing you. that up. That's, that's, that's great to have all those different avenues of giving and back to the community and giving to these various charities. Are there, what do you guys see Oxford changing and what do you see it becoming in the next five years or so? Any hopes or goals or ideas you guys might have? That's a loaded question. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can say on a, from a Selfish note, I, I anticipate the residential growth that we see going on with some of the new neighborhoods going in. And the reason I say selfish is because, again, Sandra and I both are brokers with Century 21, part of the Ann Hancock team here on Maine. But um, I've, I see residential growth. I see um, infrastructure continuing to improve, as we've been dealing with for the past year and a half or two years. And uh, commercial growth, um, I think we're going to see a lot more uh, substantive commercial growth happening and things that we all want, you know, better grocery stores or whatever. Ed, that was, that was so eloquent. <laughs> um, but I, I've said this in several other interviews. I've said this ever since Lauren and I started investing in downtown. Um, we want to see Oxford as a place you come to, 
not as a place you drive through. Um, A lot of people right now drive through Oxford, whether they're going to Raleigh or Durham or Virginia or the lake, um, and really with people like the Comptons and events like the Gala and businesses like the Orpheum and all that are, there's so many that you can't even name them all, but all the great restaurants, um, Oxford is becoming a destination where people want to come and visit. And so my goal and in everything that we do, my wife and I do, is to make Oxford a destination. Hmm. You know, I think your kung fu is better than my kung fu. <laughs> Hi-ya. <laughs> uh, you know, it, uh, as, as I heard you said that, um, I couldn't help but think of the building that we're in right now. Um, that uh, we are in a historic building. Um, and so there's something of Oxford past that is right here. Um, and that, uh, you know, Oxford can be a community that says, okay, um, in moving into its future, it does not necessarily have to become a different sort of place. Right. That it can become, you know, the sort of place that it already is, but greater, if that makes any sense. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, that the, you know um, the very best that this community you know, already has to offer. Mm-hmm. Um, it just becoming, you know, more and more. Yeah. Um, this is the Orpheum. Um, this may be the most famous building in town. <laughs> um, you know, but it is the updated new Orpheum yeah. mm-hmm. that yep. is providing, you yeah. know, a space here for people to gather. And, uh, you know, why not invite people in to experience the good things about Oxford? That's right. And um, I think that, to your point, it's, it's untapped potential, right? So Oxford has always had this, you know, what we're experiencing now. Um, but it's just never, or it's, we're getting better at utilizing it, right? Um, so when, this, when the Orpheum was built in, you know, 1919, you know, uh, it was they never thought that it could be what it is right now. Right. You know, number one, it burned down once, and then it was rebuilt, and then it was office space, and now in 2018 it's become a destination for people to gather. Um, similar to Verdigree, you know, it was a hard... building. Yeah, it's a hardware. It was a hardware store with no water or electricity, okay? Um, and then a, a, group of, a group of people got together and they said, look, we can... We now know we can utilize this, and they've built it now into a micro distillery with an amazing restaurant that people, you know, before that, you know, you drove to Raleigh or Durham or Cary to, to have food like that, um, and so it's just we're learning every day, uh, you know, how to utilize what we've got, the people, the infrastructure. Mm-hmm. You know, this could be looked at by some people as a touchy subject. But um, I don't look at it that way. One of the things that I like about what's going on here in town as well as especially here in this building is the blending of cultures. You know, we have events here that bring in young, bring in older people. Um, The blends of the ages cross over. And likewise with ethnicity. Um, We've got uh, Hispanic, Latino type events. We've got African-American type events. We've got uh, just local 
country events, you know, a little bit of everything. It, it, just, it just really does a good job here of uh, tearing down the walls uh, between people and cultures and letting everybody get together and have fun. Yep. And the gala is a great example of that because mm -hmm. everyone is welcome. Yep. Everyone is welcome. Absolutely. Wonderful. So happy to hear that. Um, before we uh, wind things up here, um, anything else that you'd want to say that we haven't yet covered in relation to the gala or the Orpheum? I can't think of anything. I appreciate this opportunity to um, let everyone else in town know about um, our event. So thank you. Yes. Um, just get your tickets at the hub for the event. Um, it's December the 2nd at the Orpheum at Oxford. Um, the raffle tickets uh, will be available for the citrine necklace um, at the hub also. Um, just we could not be more excited to have you and we look forward to seeing you. One more time for the listeners, state the date and the time of the event. I've said enough, Sandra. Yep. You can go. <laughs> so, December 2nd from 7 to 11. Um, doors open at 630. Mm -hmm. And 11 is um, could possibly be pushed out. Sometimes we've had too much fun. Yes. So yes. There's no such thing as too much no. fun. Yeah. Be, be, be early or be on time. The end time is just suggested. And, you know, and I, I just want to mention, too, though, that if you're coming here and you experience Q and Bronwyn for the first time, them as individual singers are amazing. Q can hit all the highs, and Bronwyn, boy, she can hit the highs and, and gut out the lows. So and much soul. She, yeah, she yeah. is. They're both uh, sort of unknown hidden talents that are just waiting to be found if they wanted to go in that direction. And it's going to be a great night of music to, to witness them together. And so I'd encourage you, if for no other reason, to come out there and just experience that while you're helping the charity. I love the way you put that. There are wonderful things in Oxford, and they are hidden right in our midst. Yes. And yes. we're under no obligation to keep them hidden and for them to be undiscovered. That's right. There are great things right here in town. Do you have anything you want to say, Adam? I, I'm, I thought it was a great line earlier you said, Everett, about don't just come to Oxford. Come to Oxford. Sorry, I messed it up. <laughs> come to Oxford. Don't just drive through Oxford. That's right. Come to. Don't just drive through. I love it. Yep. I wrote that down for him. I, I oh. gave him that idea. Yeah. <laughs> Look, don't, don't, let's not say that too much because i got to pay Ed a 20-cent royalty, okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then that adds up, too. Yeah. 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 If you give me 10 cents, I'll say it three times right now. Right. <laughs> well, uh, I want to thank you, Sandra. I want to thank you, Everett. I want to thank you, Ed, for the opportunity to um, share about the gala share uh, the story of the charity, share the story of the Orpheum. For the listeners out there, um, we hope that you will come out and that you will support the wonderful thing that is going on December the 2nd and the wonderful space that's right here in the middle of town that's been here since 1919, the Orpheum. We'll see you next time on the NC Oxford Exchange. <laughs>